Well, hello, church. Uh, here we are again. Uh, it's just it's me and the tree. I'm here every week with this tree. I decided this week that um, I was going to let the tree speak, but it's inanimate. It's not doing anything. So I've got another message for you, and I just believe that this is something that God has been speaking to me over and over again. Um, similar sort of message over the last couple of months. We've just finished our... Um, comfort zone preach and I've got something that I want to bring to you today. Now this is quite, um, oh, I don't know, I, I can't believe that I found this preach. I found this, I was looking through some old preaches and I did this preach when I was a, a boy, when I was being trained up by my dad and about uh, the elders of the church that I used to go to in Fernley. Um, we used to, they used to set us little tasks to come up with um, a preach or three points and and I actually come up with this preach and I wrote this preach when I was a teenager and it was called the three Sikhs and I'm going to look at the first Sikh this week and it's found in Psalm 34 and verse 14 <coughs> excuse me but also in the New Testament Peter um, reversed to that Psalm and reiterates it in 1 Peter 3 and verse 11 and it's seek peace and pursue it to seek peace so that's what I want to talk about today something like I said that has been on my heart over the last couple of months about having this peace I spoke about it at Christmas time um, I've been talking about getting out of the comfort zone um, and not being living in fear um, we have to live in peace and again it's just coming to me again seek peace hopefully this will be a little bit different and a bit better than when I was 15 or 16 um, but we'll see we'll see the message said this about that verse and I loved it I always just check it out in the message to see what it says the message actually says embrace peace and don't let it get away embrace peace and don't let it get away. You see, it's not easy to live in peace all the time, is it? Especially in the days that we're living now, there's a lot of anxiousness around, a lot of worry around, quite a bit of fear around as well. Well, anxiousness and worry, they derive from fear. Fear is the base where it all grows from. Um, and there's a lot of that around at the moment. And so there's not a lot of peace. Um, we can look at peace in, in lots of different ways, and I'll just touch on a couple of different ways here. Living in peace with each other, that's, that's something that we can do and try to do and strive to do. And the Bible tells us in Hebrews 12 and verse 14, it says, Make every effort to live in peace with all men, with everyone, and to be holy. Without holiness, no one can see the Lord. You know, this is us living our everyday life. In peace just trying to get on with everyone making every effort to not cause problems or uh, disruption or anger or conflict that's the peace that the writer is talking about there in the Bible to try and reconcile to try and build to try and be constructive make an effort to live your everyday life in peace did you know that in the scriptures there's over 400 references to peace? So it must be important. You know, the Lord is trying to tell us something about peace. Our peace and the peace that 
he gives. People who live in conflict don't have peace. People who live in constant strife and worry and anxiety, people who live their lives like that, they're not living in peace. Because that assurance that all is well and everything will be well and that trust is not deep within them. They still are living in that conflict and strife and worry and anxiety and fear. But when you live with peace, it makes a difference to your whole outlook. It makes a difference to your life. Without inner peace, you can live in a stressful world. You may be saying, well, it's easy for you to say, Pastor, you, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what I've done. You don't know what I've, I've been through. But the thing is, I might not know that, but the Lord knows. No, he's been there. He's done that. He's worn the t-shirt. And, and he is saying these words to you. And these are the words that Jesus said. He is saying this to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. So do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. You see, Jesus is talking here not about that peace that we get on with each other and we make every effort to try to get on with everyone. Um, Jesus is talking about a deep peace, an inner peace, a peace that he gives that the world cannot understand. It's deeper than getting on with people. It's a completeness, a wholeness. Remember at Christmas time, um, we did that Advent series and I spoke on peace then. And I talked about shalom. Shalom is the Hebrew word for peace. It means wholeness. It means a completeness. And the Greek word, incidentally, is irini. And it means the same sort of thing. It means a tranquility of heart. It means the same thing. That's where we get the name Irene from. If your name is Irene, you're tranquil of heart. That's great, isn't it? You see, bad, unhealthy relationships bring conflict, don't they? If you're in a bad or unhealthy relationship with someone, anyone, it could be anyone, there's a lack of peace in that relationship. There's always a little bit of stress in that relationship. You see, our peace comes from the right relationship with Jesus Christ. When we have the right relationship with Jesus Christ, our peace comes from that. That's what Jesus said, I am giving you a peace. But it all depends on what our relationship with Jesus Christ is like. You see, peace, without peace, there is no control. Without peace, chaos runs riot. This peace that Jesus brings is beyond our intellect. It's beyond our knowledge. The only part of our being that can understand this peace is our spirit. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Our spirit knows stuff that our minds will never comprehend. Your spirit understands this peace. 
the peace of Jesus Christ. Let it flow right deep down inside. And that means whatever is happening around, whatever strife, whatever difficulties, whatever conflict of man or relationship, whatever is happening, when you have this inner peace, you can have that tranquility of heart. And it's being calm in difficult situations. It's being calm in the storm. We talked about the storm as well last year, haven't we? All of the messages that I've brought over the last year or so have, have seemed to have dovetailed together. And that's not me. I haven't designed that. That's, that's how the Holy Spirit has been speaking to me. And through the storm, we can praise him. In the midst of the storm, you can still be calm when you have this peace. Do you know something about a storm? In a storm, you can get further. If you're on a, on a boat in a storm, they go quickly because the storm will move them on quickly. Um, you get stronger in a storm. It helps you to, to batten down, if you like, and get strong. The still waters are beyond the storm. So even if you're in a storm right now, know that you're getting stronger through it. Know that you're moving on further and know that there are still waters that are coming. Let me read some verses from Philippians 4. These are verses that are familiar with us. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. The Lord's peace stands guard over your heart and over your mind. We talked about this Christmas time, our hearts and minds, whence our, our mind is at peace, our heart is at peace, our heart needs to be at peace first to, to calm our minds. But the thing that stands guard over this is the peace of God. He, his peace will come in and bring peace within us and it will stand guard over our hearts and minds. That is literally what that word means in the Greek. It means to stand watch, to guard. And as this peace of, of Jesus Christ stands guard over your mind and over your heart, he will come against any foreign invader. He will cause them to flee. Invaders like anxiety and worry and fear, like we've been talking about, those things that come in to try to disturb the peace, the conflict that tries to disturb the peace, the guards are there. The guard is there. The peace of Christ, the Holy Spirit in our lives who brings the peace of Christ. He will stand guard over your life when you invite him in, when you ask him to come into your life. Colossians said this, Paul said to the church in Colossae, chapter 3 and verse 15, let the peace of God rule in your hearts. So in other words, again, let the peace of God, the peace that Christ brings, rule in your hearts, stand guard in your hearts. But it also says, let it. So that means we have a choice. We have a choice to entrust God over our lives to entrust this peace that Christ brings to him. To say, okay, I'm going to trust you with this. I'm going to let you rule in my life. So, how do we get this peace? How do we get this peace? It only comes from Christ, as I've said. Allowing Christ into your heart, into your life. But allowing yourself to soak up this peace, to soak up 
the Holy Spirit coming into your life. Do not push it away. Do not question it and point fingers at it. Allow the Holy Spirit, this peace that he brings, to just absorb into you, into your spirit, into your heart, into your mind, like a sponge. You see, a sponge will only absorb the liquid that it's placed in. When the flow of that liquid, it will only become moist and, and soft and, and absorbent when it's placed in that flow, when it's placed in that liquid. And it's just like us. If we are outside of that flow, if we are outside of the, the flow of the Holy Spirit, we will not become absorbent and we will not be absorbing the Holy Spirit and that peace into our lives. We, we need to allow it to be poured into us. Romans 5 and, and a couple of verses there, 1 to 5, talks about peace that, God, that we have through God and our Lord Jesus Christ. It says... Uh, in verse 5, it says, Hope does not disappoint us, because God has poured out his love into our hearts by his Holy Spirit. You see, everything that he has for us is poured out for us. His love, his joy, his forgiveness, his mercy, it's poured out. We have to step into that flow, not just observe it from a distance. Get into the flow. I was reading some verses Familiar verses, the verses that we've been reading for the last couple of years, last couple of months even, and read them in um, prayer meeting on Tuesday. And I want to read them to you now. I've got my Bible here. And I want to read these verses in Philippians 4. Because it wasn't until I was reading them again Tuesday that I, I noticed something about these verses. And I was preparing what I wanted to speak on today, and I thought, that is so relevant. So listen to this. I'm going to read Philippians 4, verses 4 to 7. Have a look in your Bibles. See if it says the same as this. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember the Lord is coming. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. That's the verse we just read. But notice what it said then. I noticed certain things as I was reading. I thought, wow, that's, that's important. Seven things to do to get God's peace, in my translation. Seven things to do to get this peace. First of all, always be full of the joy of the Lord. And he said, I say it again, because it's the same point. Always be full of the joy of the Lord and rejoice. I'll say it again. So that's the one point. Always be full of joy and rejoicing. Be full of the joy of the Lord. Again, get into the flow. Let his joy, it's a joy just like this peace that passes all understanding, exceeds everything, his joy. Get into that. Get into that flow. Rejoice with it. So that's one of the things you need to get this peace. Then be considerate of others. Think about other people. Not only about yourself. Think about other people. That's one thing. 
we'll see something else relating to that when we come along a bit further now. The second thing, remember the Lord is coming. Hey, that's going to get you excited, isn't it? Remember the Lord is coming soon. He's coming. We've got a hope in him. Not only if we have a joy and a, and, 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 and a peace and we have mercy and forgiveness, we have a hope. And our hope is in Jesus Christ and we're going to be with him. Remember that. Remember that. If you want peace in your life, remember that. Then it says simply, don't worry. Don't worry about anything. Easier said than done, you would say, wouldn't it? Easier said than done. But it's one of the practices, one of the things that we need to practice. Getting out of our, our worry zone, if you like. Get out of it. Trying not to worry. Then it said two important things. And one of them, you may, may think, um, contradicts the other, but it doesn't. Pray about everything. In other words, pray for the world at large. Pray for others. Pray for their situations. Pray for the sick. Pray about all these things. Yeah, we've got to do that. That's what the Bible says. And then number six says, tell God what you need. Sometimes we... We don't pray so much about ourselves, do we? We pray for everyone else. We pray for situations and circumstances around us. But the Bible is saying here, tell God what you need. Talk to him. Have a conversation with him. You know, and I love that prayer of Jabez where it says, Oh, bless me indeed. You know, because if you are a blessing, then you can bless others. Jabez in his prayer goes on to say, and enlarge my territory. Do you know what happens when your territory is enlarged? You embrace other people. You encompass other people. Your sphere of influence is enlarged. So yes, bless me, Lord. I want to tell you what I need. Enlarge my territory. And then the seventh thing was, thank him. Simply thank him. And then what Paul said to the church in Philippi, he says, once you get all these things right, you will have peace. You'll have that inner peace. And this inner peace, as we read here, spills over into others. It affects others once you have this inner peace. I read this. This is great. I want to read it to you. These are some, some symptoms of inner peace, okay? You could tell someone if they have inner peace from some of these symptoms. I'm not, I'm not saying that this is everything, but they are good indicators. Symptoms of inner peace. You have the ability to enjoy every moment of your life. You lose interest in judging others. Why? Because you have inner peace. You lose interest in conflict. You stop worrying. You stop living in the past. Symptoms of inner peace. You smile a lot more. Smile. It's one of the symptoms of inner peace. You have the frequent overwhelming episodes of appreciation of others. You appreciate creation. You appreciate everything around you. Your surroundings. You it's a symptom of inner peace. In other words, nothing phases you. Great symptoms, aren't they? I wish I possessed every single one of them. I do possess them now and again, but I want them all the time. I want that peace 
to rise up inside me. Don't you want that peace inside you? Don't you want all these symptoms all the time? Do you want the peace of God to rule in your heart? Then you have the choice. Just say, Lord, I want this peace to rule constantly in my heart. You know that peace is mentioned as one of the fruits of the Spirit. You can read about the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians 5. First of all, it lists all the things, the works of the enemy that are bad in our lives. And yeah, we possess some of those as well. But then um, Paul talks about the fruit of the Spirit. is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, and he goes on and he lists them. And peace is one of those fruits. Now the thing about fruit is this. It's very fragile, isn't it? It's not tough. Fruit is quite soft and gentle. We have to be careful with this peace. Yes, it has to be guarded. And what, is, what did the, the message say right in the beginning when I started speaking about this? We have to embrace peace. We mustn't let it get away. In other words, we've got to guard it. We've got to look after it. We've got to nurture it. Fruit is also reproductive. It reproduces itself. It increases. It becomes more and more. And so once you have this fruit of the Spirit, peace in your life, it grows, it becomes more when you look after it and protect it because it is so fragile. Fruit is also attractive. It's for others. Everyone likes fruit, don't they? Well, most people, I know some people who don't like fruit actually, but fruit is attractive. Others are drawn to fruit, especially when you have the fruits of the Spirit in your life. People are drawn to that. Fruit also nourishes, it sustains, it feeds, it produces health. And what have we been saying? Healthy things grow. So the peace of Christ. Seek peace and pursue it. Keep after it. Pursue it. Search it out. Embrace peace and don't let it get away. Allow the peace of God through Jesus Christ to saturate you. Get into that flow and absorb his peace in your life. And he will guard your heart and mind. Let's pray. Lord, we read your word, we study your word, we listen to your word and we understand and we get it. But Lord, we need to put it into practice. I pray that you will help us to live this life of peace. That yes, Lord, we will seek it and we will pursue it and we will embrace it. We will not let this peace away from our hearts. Help us to absorb that peace, to live in that peace. Lord, let us have a week this week where, we, where people notice that we are different. They notice that it's beyond their understanding, it's beyond our understanding, how we are so peaceful and joyful in difficult situations. Lord, I pray that this peace that we have, that it will attract others to you and that it will grow and increase in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, well, God bless you. Um, as of every other week, 
We will be catching up on Zoom a bit later. Just give us five or ten minutes and come on, have a coffee. There's a few people have been joining this. Um, lots of people have been saying they want to come on and see some live interaction with us. And we'll use your opportunity. Zoom is there. Um, and if people are not going to do it, then we won't carry on. We are doing this because we want to try and get connected with some people. So come on and have a coffee and have a chat. Um, of course, we've got things happening throughout the week as well. Um, have a great week. God bless you.